as a player who has made a major impact on lives of others with his community assist presented by Kanye Permite. This year's winner is my brother, my friend, and my teammate. I can say his commitment to the youth of our city has already, already changed their future. What it do, baby? You're listening to Four Sheets to the Wind. Aaron Drake joined by Rick Merchant and Connor Thomas. Coming at you on a Wednesday night. We got NBA free agency coming up on Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific. That's 6 p.m. Eastern for all you East Coast listeners. Uh, Shaping up to be a big one, but we wanted to get our last second... Well, probably not last second because shit's going to change before Sunday. But we wanted to get our thoughts out there before we film, or not film, record (laughs) our next show. So, basically I think how we're going to do this episode is we're just going to go through basically all of the teams with their cap space and what we expect them to, um, to end up with when it's all said and done. Considering trades, free agents, draft happened last week, but the new draft picks, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's basically all we got planned for the show. So it's just going to be a free agent special. So anything you guys want to touch on right off the top, or should we dive into it? No, let's just dive into it. Yeah, well, hey, I'm sure we'll hit everything. All right, so team with the most, by the way, disclaimer, we're going off of the practical cap space as reported by SpotTrack or SpoTrack, TBD. But not not SportTrack. (laughs) Yeah, definitely not SportTrack. So basically what this number would be is if the team does not re-sign and or renounces any of their current cap holds and restricted free agents and all that. So it's basically any sort of cap space that they would that is 100% within team control to get. Um, so yeah. So number one team is... The Brooklyn Nets with $66.97 million of cap space. Um, They're a pretty interesting team also, as I'm sure everyone is well aware by now. Kyrie Irving is heavily, heavily linked to them. Uh, Connor and Rick, you guys talked about them on the pod last week. By the time I listened, it was like Wednesday, so I'm not sure if much had changed in between Wednesday and when you guys recorded that Sunday. But what I remember listening to it is that you guys were still operating from the space that KD was going to the Knicks. Yeah. And when I was listening, yeah, I was kind of thinking that the the winds had already shifted and that the KD to the net, I would have listed the Nets as the leader in the clubhouse based mostly off sort of the, the fallout from that Alan Crabb trade and that a lot of the people were speculating like, hey, this is a move a team makes – when they know they've got one and they're opening space up for that second guy. Um, and I think right now the Nets might even be the betting odds to get KD. So I guess starting right off the bat, do you guys uh, just – are you locking Kyrie into the Nets and do you think they're going to go after KD? 
Yeah, so I think Kyrie, of all the free agents on the board right now, Kyrie of the Nets feels still to me the most, the biggest lock. Even granted, with, Kyrie. Even with granted, the sorry, even with <laughs> the uh, stories that came out with that, if they don't like lock down a second free agent, that the Nets are internally debating whether they want to lock down just Kyrie. I think if, when push comes to shove, I think if that was the situation the Nets were in, Kyrie or nobody, they'd still sign Kyrie. I agree. I think they probably – when push comes to shove, I think they sign Kyrie. They might not like it though, but it's one of those things you can't not do it. And we can get to D'Angelo Russell more probably when we get to the Lakers, I'm assuming. Um, but I think we're, we – it's probably pretty safe to operate under the assumption that Kyrie's in, D'Angelo's out, right, guys? Yeah, I don't think there's a scenario where you can sign both of them. Even if you don't get another a second guy to come with Kyrie, I just don't think that those two fit together very well. And I don't think Nick, the, excuse me, the Nets would want to commit that to those two guys simultaneously. Yeah, I agreed. And I think they'd rather Kyrie than D'Angelo. Yeah. Guess that brings up the debate. Do you guys think would you guys rather have Kyrie at a full max, or would you rather have D'Angelo at a what? I don't know the number was it like thirty two versus twenty seven per year, roughly. I I no, would D'Angelo, personally D'Angelo's twenty seven. I thought it was twenty four. I thought it was twenty four. Also, okay, okay, I could be wrong. I don't, I'm not looking at anything official right now. I think it's but, 24. But I still have, especially for the Nets, I still would rather Kyrie because you got a lot of young assets on the Nets. So if then you decide later that you want to get a second guy, you've got a lot of trade assets. What better leader to lead young men than Kyrie? Oh, yeah. No, that's the, that's the worrying point. <laughs> But still, you just got a guy with one good season versus Kyrie, who's been in all the big spots. NBA champion. NBA champion. NBA, NBA uh, first team, second team, all NBA teams before and stuff like that. And you can, if you decide that the U thing's not working, you can, mm-hmm. you have assets to go get some other guys potentially. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm with you on there. I mean, I think <clears throat> I do think that Kyrie is probably a better bet. I'd rather I think I'd rather give Kyrie a max contract than D'Angelo, just based on the reasons you just laid out. But I, I definitely think it's a little closer than you would think initially, at least. Kyrie's had some knee problems. Obviously, has the personality. Ward is welcome in Cleveland. Ward is welcome in Boston. Russell's no no saint himself. But I think way less baggage comes with him. So I think it's Kyrie, but not by as much as one would expect, just based on their their stats. True. So if do you guys think KD's coming? Ah, <clears throat> I still. Ah, I mean, I, I want it to be the Knicks, 
And I do think that I think he wants his own team after going to the Golden State. So I think I'd still bet on the like I think of the three teams, Nets, Knicks, or go back to Golden State. I think I'd still pick the the Knicks, but I really don't feel very confident about it at all. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Golden State's went up a decent amount in my book. Yeah, I agree uh, too. Yeah, maybe you get give Nets. I say, yeah, I agree with you, Con. I think you still give Knicks betting odds, just with everything. There's been too much that's built up to this, where there's not something that's drawing KD to the Knicks specifically. Mm-hmm. But I think the Nets have gone up, and the Warriors' odds have gone up, so it's like pretty close. Well, do you think KD? I mean, from KD's point of view, I mean, he's going to the Nets coming off an Achilles tear, and if no one else joins him in the Nets, I mean, what are the chances that he comes off this Achilles tear is not 100%, can't lead the Nets to above, like, I don't know, 50 wins maybe in his first year back, and he's playing with, like, R.J. Barrett and Kevin Knox. You keep saying Nets. Knicks. 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 Okay. Sorry. Sorry if I was saying Nets. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if he's with the, with the Knicks um, and they don't have anything going for him and he's not what he used to be and so he's not good enough to carry a team to, like, title contention, doesn't that just totally sabotage – his career and legacy even more, which is definitely something KD cares about. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I could see that happening, but I don't think that's an impossible scenario. But I think KD being, he thinks he's like the best basketball player in the world. In his mind, he's going to come back and be better than he was probably, even if that's not very realistic at all. Do you think he actually thinks that? I wouldn't think that. Not better, yeah, but I think good, he fine. definitely believes he could be as good or at least good enough to lead a team to be the number one guy that leads a team to a title. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I bet you when an athlete like on KD's level has a catastrophic industry injury like an Achilles tear, dude, I bet you that has to hurt deep where – at your like deepest levels, you probably have some self doubt. I mean, that's just yeah. But do you get there? At your deepest levels, like he's gonna have to decide in ten days. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think he's gonna go to the Nets. I think he's going to Brooklyn personally. Damn, really? Yeah. If I had to pick one hmm. team. I mean, I just don't see why. Like, what's the Knicks have just so little buzz around them with KD in the last couple weeks? Like, there's there's no more smoke, you know. Like, you would think it would be getting bigger and bigger leading up to it. Like LeBron and the Lakers were last year. Instead, yeah. everything's gone the opposite direction. Like, how often do we see something go in a direction like pretty hard one way? And then within, what, three weeks' time, basically since KD got injured, every single thing has gone against the Knicks. Yeah, but and you've also never had this before. 
there's never been a situation like KD's where he's going to get max money somewhere, but he's going to be out for a year and maybe never be the same guy. Yeah, it is a unique scenario in that sense. I mean, what's the what, what's going in the, the Nets' favor other than just him and Kyrie are going there? People keep saying that. What do you mean? What's going in the net? I mean, that's a huge thing that's in that favor. Just like the fact Kyrie's going in. Like, I, I don't know. Dude. I don't think that KD wants to be like, oh, I'm going because Kyrie's going. He wants to go on his own. That's his whole thing, I think. Yeah, but he wants to do that within reason also. He doesn't want to go play with Kevin Knox and R.J. Barrett. Like, I don't know, dude. I think KD's going to – like, KD's like, oh, I'm going to announce that I'm making my big move to go out be independent away from the Warriors – but I'm going to have to do a shared press conference, press conference with Kyrie, and then I'm not going to play for a year, and he's going to? Yes, I think that's more likely than the Knicks. Who's, are they going to announce it simultaneously? Dude, I don't, I don't know, man, and I'm not sure. Like, I, I mean, I don't like, – Does that I think really matter that center. much in the grand scheme of things? Like if everyone looks at KD – as being the top dog still, if it's joint or not, I don't think that's going to matter that much. I think that kind of bullshit does matter to KD. Dude, but I don't think he'll see it that way, and I don't think your general public will see it that way either. I think him and Kyrie are so clearly on a different level that no one's going to look at that and be like, oh, well, KD's joining Kyrie's team. Like, KD's teaming up with Kyrie. It's like, oh, no, Kyrie's teaming up with KD. Uh, but you have all this Kyrie. You had the Kyrie talk first, though. Mm-hmm. You had all this Kyrie, whereas basically Kyrie. it's yep. like a certainty last week, and then a little bit of doubt crept in. But it seemed like yeah. it'd be Kyrie I mean, was just, the first. Talk. Just think about the story alone that the Nets might not would not even would consider not even signing Kyrie. If KD doesn't come, I mean, think about that kind of power that KD right. is just leveraging in that story on its own. Like shit, we might not sign yeah, this yeah. top ten player because KD's not even going to come. Fair enough. Very nice. I think KD is very concerned with the narrative, and I think his biggest objective here is to be seen that he's going out and doing something on on his own. So that's why I'm still picking the Knicks. I agree that that's a huge part of his narrative, but I I think he accomplishes that by doing it in Brooklyn. Now, maybe if he sits out for a year and they win 55 games and make the Eastern Conference Finals without him, then maybe that'll change at that point. But him signing on Sunday with Kyrie, I think he would still accomplish that personally. Like the whole Brooklyn Nets team and – like marketing ploy and all that would be counting down until Katie's return. Like they wouldn't be playing for anything of consequence in this first year. They'd just be waiting for Katie's grand entrance. That's what I think the story would go. People would be like, oh yeah, we're going to put on this year, wait till Katie comes. And that's when we're actually going to be good. Hmm. All I don't right, even uh, disagree that the way it'll be perceived. I just think KD's so concerned about not being seen like, as independent. That's why he, he would still go to the Knicks. So you think right. K- KD has – Sorry, go ahead. 
has insecurities about that, but doesn't wouldn't have any insecurities about recovering from an Achilles injury. Yeah. All right. I don't think those two are, those two kind of insecurities are related. One's confidence in yourself, and one's confidence in how other people perceive you. I mean, I guess they both come from the same place of just having your your self confidence, but. I don't know. I think that uh, KD is pretty confident in his stature over Kyrie. So, well, you think he should okay. be confident over Steph Curry, and he's clearly dude, not, dude. But Steph and Kyrie are on different levels, and he's not joining. If so, if Kyrie went to the Nets this year, won seventy three games without KD, then yeah, and the title, then yeah, maybe. Like that'll be the same uh, narrative, but I mean th- that's not happening. That's not even going to come close to happening. So that they're not comparable situations whatsoever. I don't think. Yeah, All I right. just think KD wants, wants his own team. So to throw, Dude, but KD doesn't want to be on a shit team either. Coming off an Achilles tear, like you, you don't think that matters to him? I think it. I think having his own team matters more. What? Whether they're good or not. You think KD will set himself up for failure just to say he has his own team? I mean, a, a lot of it, a lot of the stuff this year has been built around that KD wants to get out of those shadows of Steph and be the certified leader of a team. All right. All right. And. All right, so moving because number two on our list is the Knicks. Trying to get this point. So let's say the the Knicks were able to convince Kemba to come along with KD. What do you think between that? So you have Kyrie and the Nets versus Kemba and the Knicks. Hmm, that's interesting. I mean, I think the the Knicks have. Like if you have an all star level guard, so the Knicks don't have anything. You have Mitchell Robinson, R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox versus what the Nets have: Karis Levert, Spencer Dinwiddie, Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, and Jared Allen. I mean, yeah. I might the Knicks are close for sure. Hell no! I think I'd rather, I mean, I guess close in terms of what, like how good they are, or the value of the assets. Value of the assets, and eventually could be better. And maybe you'd rather play with someone more even keel like Kemba than play with a more mercurial Kyrie. Yeah, but KD and Kyrie are friends. I'm sure him and Kemba are buds too. But uh, why are you sure of that? I don't know. They're just all NBA All Stars. I'm sure they're cool. Connor on his on his Kemba stand game right now. <laughs> After <laughs> trashing Kemba <laughs> a couple weeks ago. I mean, I, I think Barrett's way better than anybody on the on the Nets right now, or will be. What? No uh, you way, can't dude. say that. You can't say he's better than like Levert. Or Levert. Yeah, I think he will be. Like, de- you can't definitively say that right now. I think he will be better. I think he could be better. I think it's a higher ceiling than either of those two. Yeah, absolutely a higher ceiling. But, I mean, 
like waiting for RJ Barrett to be good in four years when Katie's what 36 30, not 30, 35 already had one Achilles injury like I don't think Katie gives a fuck about that and hoping RJ Barrett gets an outside shot because it doesn't matter that'll be a terrible fit doesn't matter how good that RJ Barrett is Katie's not gonna just become a spot up shooter for RJ Barrett yeah yeah, I don't think KD wants to go to a team where he's banking on RJ Barrett to be a major contributor to success per- personally, just based on how most superstars operate. Yeah. Like maybe at the end like- of the day, I think it might not matter. I think the Knicks just second most valuable or first or second most valuable franchise might just win it out and Katie could lead that premier franchise. I mean, the way I'd see like the RJ Barrett thing more is like an Andrew Wiggins, LeBron move where he's like, all right, RJ Barrett's a guy that we could trade to get whoever the next disgruntled star is. Cause Knicks are all in on RJ Barrett right now though. Well, yeah, I mean, so were the Lakers with Lonzo when they drafted him. Okay, but that's like two years down the line versus... Yeah, that's it. yeah exactly. I so KD could let him do his thing for a year. Yeah, so yeah, it's a exactly. little different. So, Kate, yeah, I guess it'd be if LeBron got to see Wiggins for a year and then decided that. But it's a little different, I think. I think it's fairly different. Like, not never seeing a guy in the NBA versus seeing him for a year. No, I, I'm comparing him more to. It's like a Lonzo thing, also at the same time, where it's like, yeah, we're hyped on him, but like, we'll fucking ship your ass the first chance we get if we can get a star for you. We also saw two years of Lonzo, and he definitely underwhelmed. Played less than a hundred games. I mean, I what are the odds? Lonzo- the, the odds that RJ Barrett ends up as like Lonzo Ball, where he's like a good prospect, but probably not going to be anything you build a a contender around, or fucking way higher than him being a contributing piece on a title team during KD's prime. Like that's a way more likely outcome if you just look at the history of number three picks in the NBA. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think I could definitely see a scenario where Barrett's first year, for his rookie year, has received better than Lonzo's first two year two years were in LA, though. Yeah, but that still doesn't mean you're going to be contributing to a contender. I I mean, like even if he has better first year than Lonzo, then that just means his trade value is going to be better, which means he's more likely to be shipped out for a, a star. I just don't see it. I, I don't even know about that. I think, like, stats-wise, you'll definitely see that. But I think most people are still pretty high on Lonzo because of everything he can do. And I think Barrett could be a really great, great stats, bad team guy. And people aren't going to be reassured by that and you can't yeah. really know about that where Lonzo you know he's going to be a lockdown defender when he's healthy and yeah the health stuff but you 
that's a guy that you want on your team in the NBA. I personally think the Knicks are like where the Lakers were like one or two years ago, basically where they have some like all right young assets and lots of cap space and they're in a big market and they're just going to end up striking out on free agents and they're just going to run it back, tank again next year and keep stockpiling assets and sign one year deals. Um, and I don't think they're going to get any, anyone this offseason other than maybe like a Boogie Cousins or some shit like that on a one-year deal. Mm. That's what I think is the most likely outcome for the Knicks this offseason. I'm going to say they get KD and nobody else big. I don't think they're getting Kemba. I think Kyrie's going to the, to the Nets. I don't think they're getting Butler or Kawhi. So, yeah. So, if they don't get anyone this anyone of that much significance this year, in addition to KD, I mean, what do you think their five-year plan is to win a title in KD's prime? What do you think KD thinks that is? Do you think KD is like, all right, I can win with all of the, with Kevin Knox and RJ Barrett? Is that honestly what you think? Are you asking me what I think or what KD thinks? What you think KD thinks. Mm, I think that, yeah, they, they, I don't know. Well, they have, they can sign someone next summer maybe or trade for somebody. I think he thinks they'll, they'll figure it out and he, that's where he wants to be. They do have a ton of cap room, ton of assets. Right. And if he did sign there, they would ha- they could make a max slot pretty easily, I assume. Next mm. year's free agent class is like really fucking bad. Let me look. Unless, like, Kawhi signs Yeah, you're assuming, like, Kawhi. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not going to be as good as this year's free agent class. It's, like, Kyle Lowry, Gordon Hayward, DeMar DeRozan. Well, Anthony Davis. Um, Anthony Davis. Paul Millsap, DeRozan, Otto Porter Jr. Danilo Gallinari. Like Draymond, like that's the free agent class next year. So, like, if you're KD, like, are are you gonna put off a year and just say, "Oh, we got cap space"? I mean, I think the trade is a semi likely thing, Uh, but I don't really know. Be like, like the Lakers trade your young assets for a guy and then go hunting and free agency for that kind of. Third piece or depth. I mean, but like, yeah. who, it's not, there's not really that many likely disgruntled stars that yeah, are going to be this, coming that's down the pipeline. Yeah, but like most of them we could see coming. Paul George, people saw that coming. Jimmy Butler, people saw that coming. Anthony Davis, people saw that coming. Beal, you could see Beal. Oh, okay, Beal, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Dame Lillard, maybe. Giannis is like the most popular one, but I mean, KD wouldn't want to trade for Giannis because then it wouldn't be KD's team, right? I don't know, Chris Paul. I mean, are you saying Chris Paul is is valuable after next year? (laughs) 
Connor's just <laughs> I'm not, trying so I'm hard not. to get KD to the Knicks. He's going against his sh- short point no, guard. No, you said, well, how, how does KD think? Oh, I think. I could see KD thinking that Chris Paul's valuable. In a year from now, I don't think, now, Katie, I don't think so, dude. <laughs> All right, we've spent enough time uh, on this KD thing, and we're not really getting anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, we'll just have to wait. Let's move and on see. from the Nets and the Knicks. Uh, the Kings. <laughs> I think we skip the Kings. <laughs> I think the Kings could be like well, semi interesting in like terms of. I could see them trade. Uh, maybe. I didn't really think of that. Tobias, Tobias Harris, Harris, guy, Harris, and Barnes. Well, I don't think they'd bring Harris, in both of them. They kind of like Tobias Harris is well, just no, like a I'm better not... version of Harrison Barnes. I feel like. Well, yeah, but you could get Harrison Harrison Barnes already there. On a maybe you get him on a little bit better deal. You know, I could. Is, see... Barnes a, is Harrison Barnes is a free agent? Is it? He's locked up for a while. Right? Yeah, he, I think he's a free. agent. No, Harrison Barnes is a free agent. Yeah. What's he, he going to command this year, this summer? He'll get paid, I think. Probably like 17 a year or something like that, if I had to guess. I don't know. The market for those guys is like kind of like generally like the stretch four type guy is in high demand. But you kind of think like, I mean, Tobias Harris, like who do you, where do you think he's going to end up? I think he's the kind of guy where you'll, we'll see how the market shakes out, and then he'll go. Dude, there's so much cap space this time around. I think that someone, a player like him, like there's going to be enough like open deck chairs that he gets one. So you, I mean, like the Kings are like we're talk, we're going through all the teams with the cap space, and I mean, none of them have been linked to Tobias Harris whatsoever. What's I'm saying? I think I think he's the kind of guy where he's not gonna like make the first move. It's gonna be where he ends up is dictated by the market. The okay. Other people dictate his future. So yeah, like, some, someone's gonna strike out on maybe the Knicks. I don't know. The Knicks strike uh, out everybody. No, I feel like the Knicks won't do it if they. I think yeah, they're talking about. Always, I could totally. No, nah, the Knicks seem would. pretty adamant that they'd only want one year contracts. If they don't get a star, yeah, I think I could see themselves convincing them. I could see them convincing themselves that Tobias is a big enough star. I mean, I could actually see the King. Like now that I think about it, if the market for Tobias Harris is like similar, ends up being similar to Harrison Barnes, you just make that like quick upgrade. Have a guy, a veteran guy that you could. Build your team around. You're still a couple years out. Yeah, I think the Kings make sense for Tobias. Because that would be the type of team that could overpay him. Uh, you don't I'm think? To think. Uh, do you think the 76ers Denver, would bring him Denver back was another team? No, I don't. I mean, we'll talk about this, but I mean, if they have, if they re-sign Jimmy. I guess if they don't re-sign Jimmy, then it's like kind of panic mode. I don't know. 76ers weird as hell. Yeah, the 76ers are – well, they're next on the list, so should we talk about them? Yeah, let's just 
loop it in. So Jimmy Butler seems to be like a guy. I think Jimmy Butler's linked to the most teams out of every single free agent. Like everyone is kind of like, oh, well, Jimmy Butler's not like KD or Kawhi. So it's not like, like everyone I feel like thinks they might have a chance at him because he's not that top tier guy, but he's still high up enough where everyone wants him, you know? It's like a chick. It's like a chick who's like a seven or an eight, and everyone's like, "Oh, well, I mean, she's not a ten, so I could probably pull her, right?" <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a great I'm cop. A, I'm like a seven on a good day, dude. I could, I could, I could fuck her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like everyone thinks that. Like, everyone thinks that. Like her market value goes up just solely because like people think they have a chance with her. Yeah, I mean, like that's kind of, that's kind of how I see Butler. Like, do you think? Like, I could see. I mean, do you think Jimmy Butler could end up on the Knicks? Like, I don't think that's absolutely insane, but but it's unlikely. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's absolutely insane, but I think Butler is going to go to one of the teams he's been more closely linked to. I think the Sixers are probably still the betting favorite. Yeah, I've heard their the thing yeah. I heard a day or two ago was like they're planning to be aggressive and offer him the the four full year max, right, or full five year max. Got five, yeah. I mean, if they offer him the full five, five years, five then years, that's game over. Well, that, I mean, hmm. I think if I you're think the Sixers, you offer it to him and be like, and consider Ben Simmons a trade asset potentially. Yeah. Maybe go into another year, do it, but have that in the back of your mind that, hey, we have this really good young asset. So Ben that Simmons doesn't really will fit also, well. he'll also be eligible for an extension in August, I think, or whenever that is. Um, How many five-year you full matches? Give that to him. They'll obviously give it to him. <laughs> but there's everybody a year early. Yeah, dude. Of course they'll give it to him. Wait, question though: Can you can all three of those guys be five-year full max? Wait, no. Uh, wait, who are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, because they have bird rights. Ben Simmons. Yeah, okay, Ben Simmons. <laughs> you don't uh, think they'll max like him? Get... Of course they will. But you, you can wait a year and do that. My guess is they'd probably just want to lock him up because that increases his trade value. I feel like they just can't have Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons on the same team, honestly. I agree. Well... Trade Ben Simmons for Bradley Beal. It works pretty well, um, regardless, as they showed this year. And you don't know what the East is going to look like next year. Yeah, especially if Kawhi leaves. But, damn, just giving Ben Simmons that max. I mean, what if he has another year where he's somewhat – not underwhelming, but what if his trade value? Because I think his trade value went down this year. What if his trade value goes down again? I I mean, are you honestly? I I wouldn't. Ben Simmons seems like he's a kind of guy who's like a no brainer extension. Whether it's just like lock him in now and then deal with it later type type thing. Hey, so so with Wiggins. <laughs> eh. I mean, maybe. I, I don't think Ben Simmons is like what Wiggins is. I'd, but if Wiggins you commit that five-year contract to Butler. 
I still think they would extend Simmons personally. So do I, Aaron. It's just like I think they I think they would, but I don't know if they just because they extend him, I don't think that means that they have like long-term plans with him necessarily. It's just like, all right, yeah, let's just secure this asset for another five years. And dude, there would be a market for Ben Simmons for sure. It's kind of like Lonzo, dude. People are still like, so like, as long as he's still like before year, say five or so, I think he's a, such an intriguing player. There's going to be some team in the league. that's like, they want to unlock that potential. Yeah. Well, there's definitely and a market. Like, it's not like you become untradeable. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that market could go down again next year. Yeah, it could. But, like, if you're, I mean, I guess if you still get off of that asset, it, though, it doesn't market, matter what. Do they have to, what do they have to do? goes down again next year, then you can just re-sign him anyways to the to the max. And they've just yeah. waited a year on it. Where if his but market what goes the, up, what does the extension hurt him. you though? I don't get what the what the downside of the extension is. Cause if his value keeps going down and he's on a max contract then you, you have to trade him anyways. In. You have to throw a sweetener in. I'm kind of with Rick. What's the what's the benefit of signing him early if you think his value is going to keep going down? Just so that you already have him locked up. I'm kind of thinking like a Kristaps type thing right now, where yeah, you kind of wait and guess. see. And it's a different deal because injury concerns versus not. Not at all willing to shoot a three pointer, but but I think there is some similarities in those situations, and they got a good haul. Not a, I think they got a decent haul for Kristaps. Yeah, I mean he'll still be a restricted free agent, so it's like whoever would trade for him would still have the opportunity to uh, control Match. his yeah control his next play. So I get it. Do you think they'll bring back JJ Reddit? Reddick? I think you have the money too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see Reddit going somewhere else. Where? Yeah. I, I mean, I'll the Lakers, head around, if it's uh, for the right I'll- amount. I could see him staying for, like, if, especially if they don't bring back Tobias Harris. I mean, they need shooting so badly on that team. Yeah, mm, yeah, I wouldn't be, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised Shock if he stayed. just stayed. Yeah, I guess without without Harris there, that's a possibility. We don't. Th- it sounds like we don't think Harris is going back there, though. Not him and Butler not, aren't both going back. I mean, they've talked about how they want to bring everybody back. So I wouldn't be that surprised. That'd just be a very expensive team. Very expensive team, but also you don't have the opportunity to build. Like once you sign Butler, if you re-sign Butler to that contract, you don't have, and then if you give Ben Simmons it, you don't have the ability to build that same team. You're not going to get a Tobias Harris. So I could see it. 
if they just said we're not we don't care about the luxury tax or anything like that you're not going to get a guy like Tobias Harris because of just the cap implications. Oh, I seriously, I see. Like we don't, we really can't reacquire him because we already traded our the assets for him. So we kind of are stuck with this guy. Let's just resign him. Well, just bird rights and stuff like that. You can't. Yeah, they they can go over. You're the not going to have the resign guys. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. I got it. So I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if they brought back, but. It, I don't know. I mean, that Tobias Harris trade in hindsight just looks so shitty. Oh, yeah. Especially if they don't bring him back, which honestly, you know, like front offices hate would hate doing shit like that where it's like, yeah, we gave up a ton of assets for this guy and then we ended up not even signing him. Like, I feel like that's motivation in its own for them to just re-sign him. Yeah, I agree. So you give up a bunch of stuff for something, you, naturally you're going to want to be like, okay, Yeah, their owners are like, why the fuck did we trade all this if we weren't even going to re-sign this guy? Yeah. Like, okay, that's good logic. I could see that. So I could see them bringing everyone back. But Tobias Harris, yeah, I, could, I could definitely see it. But I, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked at all if Tobias Harris leaves either. At the same time, if the Sixers are just yeah, like, "Fuck, man, that's a big salary that we're looking at down the line." If we bring back Jimmy, Tobias, and JJ Redick, I mean, maybe they won't bring. Well, I think back also Redick. the Sixers, they could wait. And, they could wait and see a bit. Maybe I don't think you have to sign Harris on day one. You could see if Kawhi goes to the Clippers or the Lakers or goes yeah, west in you, general. You just don't know how the East is going to look either. Yeah, I mean, but if, the, if Kawhi's out of the East, then the the East looks way wide open. The league looks wide open. Honestly, they could be like, all right, fuck it. Like we if we really think we could win the East and and win the NBA title with those four guys. Like we just want to get a ring. Totally, and that's what's so. I mean, all there's so many things that are interconnected with this free agency. Now, sliding like the, doors. The time, yeah, sliding doors. Totally. Like the timing of everything is going to be so interesting because everything depends on everything else. Like, like Kemba, is he going to the Knicks? Only if KD also goes to the Knicks, is he going to end up mm-hmm. on the Celtics though? And does that hurt the Knicks' chances of getting KD? Um, like, who do you think? Are right, here's the question. Who do you think's at the? Who's like the? The, J- the Jenga piece, who's like, I think it's Kawhi probably. Like, he has to be the first one to like decide where he goes, and then everything can kind of go from there. Mm. Mm. Also, I think Kawhi or that intrigue is in the East. I would, ar- I would argue that KD's maybe more likely to go to the Knicks if, or the Nets, like for that matter, if Kawhi goes West. Wouldn't he? Like if KD thinks I like, I win an Eastern Conference title of the year, I get back. But here's the thing about that: if Kawhi stays, he's probably only signing a one and one, and then going to the Clippers anyways, right? So then KD's probably thinking like, oh, well, if he's signing a one and one and leaves, then he's not even going to be there when I come back anyways. Yeah, what did he want? Wouldn't KD want to know for sure that he's not signing a five though before he commits to going? Why well, won't KD just wait and see what? Kawhi does. I mean, I guess I'm just assuming if Kawhi stays in Toronto that he's going to sign a one-on-one. 
So I'm saying my my point being though that I think Kawhi's is the first domino that needs to fall. I'm trying to think. But I mean like the Kemba domino I think is totally unrelated to Kawhi's probably, right? In a weird Let's way, see, I think Ka- Jimmy Butler's like a linchpin to a lot of things. Yeah, like, I was <laughs> saying if like if Jimmy Ooh, Butler like, like went to the Clippers or Lakers and was just like all right, I'll just do I'll do it first before Kawhi. I don't think well, the Clippers might say no, but the Lakers wouldn't say no. Also like, well, does Kawhi only want it, like does Kawhi want to go with someone else to the Clippers and is that someone else Jimmy Butler maybe? I I don't know. But if Jimmy Butler no, see, I think I don't think Kawhi gives a fuck. I think Kawhi would be perfectly fine going to the Clippers by himself. Yeah, I probably agree, but honestly, who who knows? Mm. I, I agree, but I, I'm saying that. Yeah, but I'm saying Kawhi is the linchpin. But what, why do you think Butler could be? Because he could go, he doesn't really just because he's the one who has so many other teams holding their breath on him. I think. Mm, I'm trying to think though. With the Lakers, Lakers are a the good old- example. Would they? Jimmy Butler calls him on like the the day that the market opens or whatever, mm-hmm. and says, "I'll sign a max right now." Mm-hmm. Do the Lakers do it on the spot, or they say we need to see if we can get Kawhi or KD? Yeah, or they just do it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. That's the thing is that unknown. He can't be the first domino if he's not the best player. You know, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think it's got to be like the Lakers would have to do their due diligence because what if it turns out that I mean. There's some we don't fucking know what Kawhi thinks. We don't even know what KD necessarily thinks. What if they're like, oh fuck, I actually did want to go to the Lakers and I just want to get a title and I'll play with LeBron and Kate and AD. Then you're thinking yourself because you just so here's my domino analogy. Maybe it's like Kawhi and or KD will be like the first one, and then they'll knock yeah. over the Jimmy one, but the Jimmy one knocks over like yep. four others. Okay, I'm cool. I'm cool with that. I'm saying that what's the first Jenga piece to fall? Though? I think it's got to be Kawhi. Yeah, and or I mean, KD's KD also. KD's is, yeah, so I'm saying those two guys. I think, but I think it's. I think I put Kawhi as precedent. But see, like what I think it's more KD than Kawhi because realistically, what's going to change based on Kawhi? Like if he ends up in, Toronto, I just told you the whole Eastern Conference thing. I mean, do you think guys are going to make different moves because Kawhi stays in Toronto? I don't. Like, if Kawhi's in Toronto, do you think Katie's like, all right, I'm not going to go to the Knicks? You th- you think that's like a legitimate thing? Might be more likely to go to the Nets. I would say Katie's more likely to go to the Nets. To be honest, I don't. Nets I don't scenario. see Kawhi's choice affecting Katie's. To be honest, though, the person I could see Kawhi's choice impacting is if he goes to the Clippers and they'll have max space for someone else that maybe then like Jimmy Butler is, is in that loop or, I mean, who do you think this Clippers second star would even be? Who do you think they'd go for? Maybe Al Horford. Yeah, true. Yeah. I could totally I've do heard that. Four That'd for, be a pretty good fit too. Four I think. for whatever, 120, 112, one something. God, well, this Horford story is so weird be- the Horford thing's so weird because it seems like he's 
Like, on, there's a very specific number that's being thrown out there. Four years for 112 million. That it's like, all right, everyone's yeah. quoting that number. Like, that has to be coming from somewhere. So he must have that guarantee from someone. But no one knows who the fuck mm-hmm. it is. And- I could see being the. I won't be shocked if it was the Clippers because they're they're saying like I think that Stein and Simmons mentioned this today. Dallas seems like a likely option because they have. So we're, we're touching on number five and number six right here. Clippers at fifty four, Dallas at just under forty seven. But Dallas has told Stein that no, we're not. We didn't give Horford a guarantee. I could see the Clippers, honestly. So, but Zach Lowe was talking about it on his podcast today, and he was being super cryptic about the Horford thing, where uh-huh. um, Windhorse said he thinks the Pelicans could be an option for Horford, and then Zach Lowe. I could was, see that. Zach Lowe's response was. Ten minutes before you said that, actually, Mark Stein tweeted that the Pelicans are not yeah, going to get Stein not in the Horford that. running. But then, oh right, fuck, really? But then, right after Zach Lowe read that tweet, when he was talking about Horford, <laughs> he was like super cryptic about how he thinks there's like weird smoke screens going on with the Horford thing. And like <laughs> how like people are like doing weird stuff with whatever the Horford story is, he thinks there's a lot more that's beyond the surface related to that, and like didn't mention any specifics of teams or anything like that. So okay, I'm not ruling anything out whether that means that the Pelicans or the Mavericks, having said they're not in it, I feel like they could very well still be in it based on what Zach Lowe was talking about. Hmm. Okay, so basically nobody knows nothing on Horford right now. Basically. Or those who know aren't saying. Yeah, and like, I mean, it's just so, there's so many moving pieces that it's like, all right, well, are the Clippers going to go for like Jimmy Butler or Al Horford? But what if they're waiting on Jimmy Butler to decide between four other teams? And then, so they have. Horford's down. Yeah, so it's like. What if there's just this big stalemate where all of the teams are waiting on other guys because they have their top choices, but then like the players are also waiting on the teams to figure out where the other guys are going to go, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, let's – other way I look at it, would you want to pay Horford 4 for 112? I personally – I would not. I mean, it's one of those that's things – That's a tall order for someone that – was drafted in 07, someone that's played a lot of games. He's been generally pretty healthy throughout his career. I think he's got a pretty good track record there, but played in a lot of playoff games. Those Hawks teams had some playoff runs in there, so he's got that mileage on him. I think those. I think that could be a pretty rough contract on the back end. Yeah, especially. I agree. I think the, the Pelicans, Pel- I just haven't understood the Pelicans' interest, if it is real. You're, you cut out, Rick. You're, you're, what are the Pelicans' interest? He doesn't understand. I just haven't understood. Yeah. You don't understand it? Yeah, I don't understand giving that guy that contract. I mean, it's the I same do, with I Dallas, mean, I know right? they're trying to... Yeah. But Dallas, you've seen Doncic in the league. You've seen Perzingis if he's healthy. Type thing. Mm. I I agree. I, I think it's a weird. I think the Pelicans thing. I think it's, it's and the Clippers. Mavericks are like on a similar 
in a similar space right now, to be honest. And both of them signing Horford makes the equal amount. But of you want to see Zion. You want to see Zion in a year and see where he fits in the NBA. I think before you sign. I think Horford would actually be a, a super good fit with Zion, though. It and could yeah, we be. We haven't seen Zion, but, but what, if like decided, more- what if you decided that he's small ball five, and then you're paying Horford to not play crunch time minutes? I think Horford's versatile is. I think Horford and Zion are both versatile enough where Horford could like be the stretch four type on offense, but then maybe be more like the five on defense and Zion probably will be able to guard fours, you know, but do you want to bring a guy that much to do that? No, I I wouldn't want to bring in Horford to those teams for just other reasons, but it's like one of those things where they got to pay someone. I mean, the, the, at least on the Pelicans end, it's, they've got a, a lot of space and you might as well bring in a guy who's like a consummate professional and give yourself a good chance to make the playoffs to get all your young guys um, good good playoff experience early on in their careers from a guy who is super respected around the league. And it's like you're going to have mm, – Show you know, professional day you know, day necessarily – you've still got Drew Holiday on your team, so it's not like you guys are going to outright tank. You've got – all the Lakers pick, so you've got draft assets anyways. Like, why not make a run for it? Um, and, yeah, on the back end, that the problem I would feel for them is on the back end, you don't want Zion – you don't want to be hamstrung by some shitty contract with Horford and then risk alienating Zion. That's what I would be concerned about. Mm-hmm. But So back to Connor's original question, who you think – makes the most sense. I think a situation where it would be worth paying Horford that kind of money is if you're the Clippers and you get Kawhi Leonard. Oh yeah, I agree with that 100%. You if the Clippers bring in Kawhi and Horford, I mean, are they the odds-on favorites to win the title? Maybe I number think 2. For sure. Yeah. I'm like you know, that, I'm like where any team that gets Kawhi is the favorite. If he goes at Toronto, they're the favorite. If he goes to the Lakers, obviously they're the favorite. And if he goes with to the Clippers with somebody, I think that team's the favorite. I don't know if I'd give them eh, – I guess they might be the odds-on favorite if he stays in Toronto. I well, doubt they'd pass the I Lakers. Mean, though, just betting markets, of, yeah. Just yeah. Fa- fans and stuff like that and how betting markets work. But, yeah, I think if, if the Lakers got another star – I think it'd be pretty close. What do you mean if the Lakers got another star? Like if they get Jimmy the Butler. Butler. And the Clippers got Horford and Kawhi? No, no, no. no I'm the, the Raptors. Oh, what? I mean, the Lakers are already ahead of the Raptors. I guess that's considering Kawhi not on the team, probably. Okay, I see what you're saying, Rick. Yeah, I guess if the Lakers got one more star and, and Kawhi stayed in Toronto, I think the Lakers might be the favorites then. Still. I can see the Lakers being the favorites anyways just because of the Lakers' bubble. Yeah, that's also true or possible. Um, and, I mean, you could argue that the, the East is even more difficult than the West without the Warriors. 
I guess honestly, it's hard. So much is up in the air with like yeah the seventy sixers. The Bucks, I mean, are going to be probably the same thing again. So the Clippers, what? I mean, do we think Kawhi is going to end up there? Let's predict that. We all made our KD predictions. God damn it! I don't even fucking know. Okay. I'm gonna say he's going <laughs> back. Raptors. Yeah, Connor, you sounded really stressed out right there. <laughs> I wanted. I want to say I really want Kawhi and the Lakers so fucking bad, but even I don't think that's like the likely scenario. Until someone gives me something like concrete, why Kawhi goes to the Clippers? <laughs> that's, yeah, this was our sleuthing last Your week. Your guys' yeah. point. Honestly, I thought that was a great point when I was listening to the show last week. That like there never really has been a reason why people think he's going to the Clippers over the Lakers. Other than that, everyone's just been saying he's going to go to the Clippers instead of the Lakers. Bombers pay in the media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there Bombers we go. On payroll. Um, all right. So prediction time, guys. Are we predicting Kawhi uh, as a Clipper, Raptor, or distant third Lakers? I'm going Raptors. I don't – I. I don't know though. Five versus one and one. I mean, I think five, I think he should take the five just because the injury history, and also he's only twenty seven. Why five year deal? He's why five, would does the injury history worry you when we just saw KD have the worst injury a basketball player could have, and he's still going to get a five year max from multiple teams? Yeah, I think it's still it's still even if, like we assume he's going to get that. Things change. Like he basically missed a year already. I think you'd still just be worried, and you're going to hit the market again at thirty. Kawhi will get it max offers. Yeah, and if he plays one more year, he'll hit the ten year, right? Yeah. Then yeah, and like you just said, Kawhi's going to go Kawhi one 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 in Toronto. So you got Toronto one and one. I guess if he goes to Toronto, that's more likely. But Aaron, do you think he'd do one and one on the Clippers? Hmm. I actually haven't even thought of that. Probably. Yeah, honestly, I think maybe one on one anywhere honestly, he goes. Yeah. Get that. I'm gonna say one on one on the on Toronto is my guess for how this plays out. I'd say the Clippers are more likely to get him to a long term deal than Toronto is. Yes, I, I agree with that too. I think if he goes to the Clippers, it's it's on a five year. See, I could see him wanting to get to the ten year uh, rate, though. What is? How many years do he need to get to that? Mm, one, I think maybe one or two. I don't remember. Yeah, I but think you could just actually. do one and ones till then. Yeah, yeah, yeah you could do might two, be one two. And ones. I don't remember. Either way, he'll be like 29 then, right? So it'll still be like people will still give him a max at that point. Um, I'll predict Clippers. I'll say I'm I'm taking Clippers. I'm taking KD on the Nets and Kawhi on the Clippers. And you guys are taking KD, Knicks, and Kawhi Raptors. Yep. All right. Yeah, my KD take is that I won't be surprised of any of the three teams. But if I had to pick one, I'll pick the Knicks. 
I'd probably, I, mean, I, I feel the same. I wouldn't be surprised on any of the three, any of the five scenarios we just laid out. I th- I think I'd probably rank the KD Nets Warriors then Knicks, and then Kawhi probably Clippers Raptors Lakers. What this? Well, the weird thing about the KD thing for me is, I'm picking the Knicks, but I could also see a scenario where they come in third. <laughs> is there really like a like coming in, in third? third? <laughs> like is KD going to post his rankings? Like, uh... <laughs> no, 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 no. In the, I'm saying in this in the news cycle, in the say it takes them four days to sign the Knicks get eliminated like on day one. I like I, he tells he it leaks that like. It leaks that it, KD is doubt is has eliminated the Knicks from contention and is down to either the the Nets or the or the uh, Warriors. See, I feel like all the stories okay. coming out are basically like confirmation that that's already happened. Like, don't you think? <laughs> like, when there's been this much Knicks noise so far this season, that like the fact that there's negative Knicks noise now is not indicative <laughs> of that. I mean that's what I, I'm basing I, my I, my feelings I agree. On. I can see what you're saying, Aaron, but I still think there is some the lure of just being the number one guy on the number one or two franchise in the in the league. Yep, I'm with Rick. I don't care what I just said. I'm so, still so I'm I, still I agree, Nick. Connor, that if he decides he doesn't want that, I could totally see the Knicks coming in distant third. They don't have much okay, going for him. Other than that point, but I could see that point being alluring. All right, so we already yeah, talked about the Despite all, right. all this. All right, so Clippers, uh, what if they don't get Kawhi? They're probably just going to run back cap space for next year, right? I'm really hoping – this is why what's my dream scenario actually is they overpay Horford still without Kawhi. I think that's a, I think that's a pretty bad con that has a potential to be a pretty bad contract years three and four. Uh, I don't even think that still. Uh, Clippers are a weird Horford, mix of like. What about when Horford's good next year and then they just get Kawhi next year? It's a risk I'm willing to take. <laughs> so wouldn't your best case scenario be something worse than getting Horford? <laughs> Fine. Hor- they sign Horford and then he blows his knee out and his knee explodes in game one. Alright. I could still see them getting Kawhi, <laughs> Kawhi the following year, maybe. Fuck. Alright, well. All right. I don't think they're good. I don't think. They don't get Kawhi. I don't think they're getting anybody else other than Horford. You don't bring, think they could get. Bring back Tobias. Tobias Harris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be, I, I mean, it. it might not be the be best weird. contract. <laughs> what about Jimmy Butler? Clippers would have probably paid Clippers? him anyway if he was still on the team. Wasn't Jimmy no, I Butler, see, I don't see on Butler on the, the or were the Clippers on his list? They were on oh, the, they're wow. a fake team. The <laughs> Say you're not trying to go to a premier franchise. <laughs> I don't see Butler on the Clippers at all. Okay. Yeah, they're they're the Bucks to AD, basically. Yeah, exactly. All right. Next up, we got the Mavs. Do you, you guys see the Mavs getting anybody? I mean, Horford. we already talked I about mean, the Horford. Horford stuff. I can see the Horford thing. 
Um, Kemba. Kemba's been banned yeah. out a lot lately. Like That's been gaining forty eight hours. So Kemba. So should we do Kemba predictions now? Yeah. All right. So it seems like Kemba's building up to the Celtics and Mavs, just based on that conversation or Charlotte. Oh, do you Charlotte, think Charlotte yeah. will offer it's him perfect. the supermax? So I think I think Charlotte's an interesting, not you know, interesting. They're just kind of fucked either way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> either they, yeah. Either they agree. They lose him. They lose him. I think Charlotte's the best interesting. In the franchise. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean interesting. I meant fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I think either they have to. Uh, he's the best player in the franchise history, so they kind of have to. Like, I think they're going to feel hamstrung in the sense they have to resign him. But I think it's going to be. That's an album, like that's a potential albatross in the the, last, the back half. Also, <laughs> all right, Connor's back. Connor's back. <laughs> Connor's Kemba takes are back on track. I got thrown off early when you said he was going to lure KD to the mix. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I think they're going to fuck either way, but I'm thinking they're going to off. This is why I think they're going to offer to him, and he's going to still go somewhere else. I, I my guess is I they don't won't know. offer him the full super max. They'll like offer him Ooh. like m- mini max. It'll be like similar to the Horford Hawks thing, where they'll offer him like more than anyone else can, but it's still not the super max. You know. Okay. And and then I think he'll he'll say no and leave. Kemba, I have no idea. Predictions. I feel He's like the Kemba's most based on everyone else. I could. I'm still not going to rule out the Kemba to the Lakers. That seems to have died down a lot recently. Yeah, but, it does. But I mean, it was really strong only a few days ago. So I feel like the Lakers stuff has died down with pretty much everyone except for Kawhi's. I feel like gained a little bit of steam in the last couple of days, and Kawhi D'Angelo Russell. Russell. The fucking fucking yeah, Delos. Gained a lot of steam. Deals, like. We'll get to that. I'm sure we'll touch on that in a, yeah, yeah. here in a second. But, but on Dallas, I'm gonna for Kemba. I'm gonna predict. I don't really know which way. I'm, I'll just pick Dallas. I don't really know them versus Boston. So I'm just rolling the dice. I'm gonna say they get. He ends up in Dallas with KP and uh, Luca. Would Kemba go to New York by himself? No, I, I don't think no, he would. I think, I think I think Boston, Boston or the Lakers, if not Charlotte, I think Boston. Would Lakers, Kemba Charlotte. go to New York with like Tobias Harris or something like that? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I'd love it. That'd be just a great <laughs> New York offseason. <laughs> would Kemba go to Bo- to New York with like Nikola Vucevic or some, some you know <laughs> that would be hilarious. you don't think so I mean no, I don't I think, think the Knicks for those things no, I but I think I think Kemba really, if Kemba's gonna leave Charlotte he needs, wants to go to a bona fide title contender I'd agree or at least a team that could potentially win the title so like leaving Charlotte so like, Dallas? leaving being the guy in Charlotte <laughs> Bonafide title contender Dallas. <laughs> yeah. One, one that could be a title contender in the future, at least. Yeah. No, I don't. I really don't know the Kemba thing, honestly. I, if I, I got no feel for that. In Charlotte. 
I have no feel either, but I'll go Charlotte. Gets the Superman. Gets the Superman. Charlotte becomes the best player ever to play for the Hornets. You're still in like a basketball crazy place where people remember you, even if you don't win a title. All right. So, so do we think Dallas? (laughs) Do we think Dallas does anything else like splashy, or do we think they go for some shit like? Uh, resign Harrison Barnes. <laughs> get like Thaddeus Young or some shit. I hope they do more than that. I really like this young core. I'm super in on Luca and KP. I mean, there's so many good players out right now. Like, there's like 20 guys who are like good players who could be had at solid value. Oh, what about? Here's an interesting one for Dallas. Maybe Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, love that. But he's restricted, right? Correct. The Bucks have to just pay him. Whatever, I mean, whatever poison pill contract. Are the Bucks going to pay both him and Middleton? So Middleton will get a max for sure. That's what I don't do. Can they really, are they really going to, if let's say Brogdon gets like maxed out by somebody, Middleton gets maxed out by somebody, are they just going to have... Both These, those guys and Bledsoe all on fat contracts. Yeah, when I mean, when I you're Bob preparing is, for the the biggest fish in in, in the sea, ball. like Brogdon, like you just I don't do think it. They would, I don't think they would max match a max contract, but I'm not even sure Brogdon will get a max. My guess is, I think someone could offer a four for eight though. Yeah, that's not a max, though. I could see that'd be right around the area that it sounds like the Bucks would match. I bet I would, if the Lakers strike out on everybody, I would be down to pay Brogdon four for 80, oh, honestly. He just has such bad what? injury history. You can't, Yeah, and I... I mean, you got to spread that money around really a little bit if you're... We'll get to the Lakers. We'll get to the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, But I yeah, think yeah. Brogdon's but, really uh, interesting. I just feel like Brogdon's you got to get pretty high to say no. You got to sell that to Giannis somehow. Because yeah. they're not going to have cap space. Yeah. In the future. <laughs> it's like, well, the thing, it's like the only way for them to have cap space would be to let go of like all these guys and then they'd just be bad for two years, you know? So it's like a, there's not like a great solution. No, there isn't. Um, but yeah, I think Brogdon's a really interesting guy where I think a lot of people want a contract that the Bucks won't end up matching. But I mean, I think like Dallas like would be a pretty good fit. Brogdon's a guy who can fit with pretty much everybody. Yeah. So like... Yeah. I think that'd be kind of a cool a cool matchup, but I mean I'm not gonna predict Brogdon to, to Dallas. I think Chicago seems to be the leader for Brogdon right now. Um hmm. one more thing about Dallas. The whole Przingis taking the qualified offers died down. You think that would just a uh, planted story to make sure he gets the max? Yeah, I think KP is going to take the max. 
I think he was serious was, about was, it with the Knicks, and then was kind of just like, probably like right when that happened, he's like, "Fuck it, I'm still gonna do that." Like, and then like once that yeah. kind of died down, he probably was like, "Fuck, I'm actually gonna take this." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't dare. Yeah, agreed. All right, uh, do we want to talk about Indiana? I feel like they're not really going to do anything that splashy. I mean, they'll probably get some, like... I mean, they're interesting. Well, D'Angelo could be... D'Lo could be think, an option I, I, there. I feel like that's died down a little. I think they were mentioning, like, on the initial run of D'Angelo. I feel like they've died down a little bit. They could be a place for, like, some like, Rubio, maybe. What about the Knicks uh, getting um, D'Angelo? Yeah. For some reason, I don't see that happening. <laughs> what is the reason you don't see that happening? It's <laughs> like I literally like kind of. I was like, eh, and then I was like, why do I think that? <laughs> I feel like I've seen a report that said like the Knicks don't want to give him a max. <laughs> okay. I feel like that'd be a good move for the Knicks, honestly. Like compared to all their other possible moves. <laughs> I also just really want D'Angelo back on the Lakers. Okay, well, we, we can talk about D'Angelo when we get to the Lakers more in depth. Indiana, I can okay. see him just bringing back yeah. uh, I think there's still a legit possibility, though. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I can see him bringing back Bogdanovich, too. Do we just want to jump to the All Lakers right, now, know. honestly? No, let's do the, let's do the Celtics. Okay. So what do we think they're going to do? Uh, I think it'd be hilarious if they just have to bring back Terry Rozier. I, I think they like will bring probably back the leader, Kemba. right? Yeah. I mean, like, it's either that or Kemba. Unless they get Kemba, right? I, I, yeah. I, so the team's just going to be fucking Tatum, Brown, Hayward, and Rozier? I mean, or they Kemba. went to an Eastern Conference Finals last year with that. Who's their center going to be? In Horford. Oh, yeah, in Horford. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and their best player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Didn't think of that. I um, mean, Vooch, Vooch is linked to them. Do we think? Vooch. <laughs> I can see Vooch, actually. I can see that. No, nah, Vooch has <laughs> That'd to go be for funny the big. As hell if they maxed out Vooch. I'm so down to see that, dude. You're fucking. I fucking hate Danny Ainge, dude. Yeah, me too. Everything about him, honestly. Fucking shit eating Mormon. Loves Chipotle though, so I respect that. Oh, what? Everyone fucking likes Chipotle. That's like saying like <laughs> jerking off. Would you fucking like jerking off? <laughs> yeah, but Connor, that'd be like saying like. Your level of liking jerking off is the same as everyone else's level. Like, there's levels to it, you know? There's levels of this shit. Wait, so is Danny really like Chipotle? Is that what you're yeah, trying to say? Yeah, he eats it, like, every day. You've never heard people talk about that? It's it's kind of funny, <laughs> right. Connor, because Ainge is your type of guy. He's a blue-chip prospect. Yeah, he's I do a- like that, but I my, but my love of blue chips is outweighed on my disdain for Mormons and the Celtics. <laughs> All right, so do what do we what do we think? Should we predict Vooch? Is this we haven't done Vooch predictions yet? 
I'm cool with Vooch. I'm cool projecting Vooch to fucking Boston. That'd be great. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, there's like 20 dollars. So give him some money. My predictions are also just kind of becoming what I want to happen. <laughs> I, I can tell. They st- I feel like they started like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know about Vooch, honestly. Boston's not in a great place right now. Well, not in the worst place, but compared to what everyone was projecting they'd be in, they're in a terrible place. Oh, they were the, last year they were, the, they were the unquestioned, like, if you could be any team for the foreseeable future, it was Boston, I feel like, last summer. Yeah, totally. How the mighty have fallen. All right. Um, New Orleans. Real quick on the Pelicans. Yeah, we, t- we touched on them a bit already with the uh, when we're talking about Horford. But one thing I want to bring up: what was your guys' thought on the uh, them trading back from four with the Hawks picking up? Um, what was it? I believe it was eight, seventeen, and thirty something. Yeah, I and thought that be became Jackson Hayes from Texas. <laughs> Got rid of some of the Jackson Hayes pick. 17 picked up, uh, but, 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 fuck, I should know this. Nikhil Walker? I don't know. Yeah, Nikhil Alexander Walker, and then something else at 35. I don't know. I thought but it was regardless, a good trade. You like the Jackson Hayes pick? Yeah. It seemed, it's kind of the same thing where you t- kind of see what Zion is in the NBA. Seems like taking a big man is a dangerous proposition. Maybe Especially shows one out. that can't shoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. J- Zion just seems like an obvious guy that you're going to want to surround with shooters. And right now that team yes, is I not, has no shooters. <laughs> Like Drew Holiday's a solid shooter, and other than that, it's like fucking use that cap space though. Yeah, Marcus, right? They picked Marcus Lawazda Silva. I mean, who fucking cares about the Pelicans' thirty-fifth pick, dude? Yeah. All right, I'm saying I don't like. I didn't personally like the trade at all. What? Oh, really? No, I think we needed to get like I think this team could be decent in the like in the drafts moving forward. We're not sure the Lakers are going to be like obviously the Lakers could be awful if hell breaks loose, but I think you needed to try to get another star there at four. No, I would have I would have a thousand percent taken either Garland or Culver, whoever you thought was better of the two. I just think I don't I'm not that high in this Hayes character. Well, yeah, that that's I, the problem is they made a bad pick. I think at eight. Well, you had to know who was. You had to know who you're going to take. Kind of like there's only there's not that much so distance I'm, between so four ju- and eight. I'm just judging the trade in a vacuum. Like that trade, well, I thought it was a great trade, and then like the pick, I didn't think was a great pick. I mean, we would be talking okay, about them in this segment if they didn't make that trade. Now they have just all ter- all sorts of flexibility, and yeah, by the time Zion's. Hidden like his prime, it's not going to matter. But you have a decent enough roster right now, where you can do some things, and you trust David Griffin to do that stuff. Yeah, 
They've had so much flexibility. Love, like know. none of those guys at four were like a can't miss guy. Like take multiple stabs at eight and seventeen. At it, you clear. You get off a really bad contract. Um, I thought it was a good move. Okay, I I, I agreed. Really disagree. I think Garland could end up being a all star. I think if you end up with a shitty pl- of if Hayes is a bust and you get got nothing from seventeen and thirty five, all you did was trade an all star to get off Solomon Hill's contract, potentially. Okay, well, there's there's how much? What's the difference between draft pick number eight and draft pick number four is a bust? Like it's not that far that much of a difference. I don't think. I think there's a big difference. But you're not just judging the number; you have to judge the player. Yeah. But if this is a four, if this is a four person draft, which some people think it is, but no Pelican's one was calling it a four person draft. <laughs> I didn't hear a single Rasilla person. Was? <laughs> okay, Rasilla was one guy, but Dude, people are really are really high on Garland. Okay, but if the pe- if the Pelicans are trying to compete now. What what is Garland potentially going to do for you? You he's not going to get a ton of minutes behind. He gets some decent minutes, but where if this if if Hayes hits, he could be potentially a guy that you play in the playoffs as a as a rim stopper, you know. And a guy that could roll to the rim. I'm just thinking process over results, trading down from four for eight, seventeen, thirty-five, and get off your worst contract is a really good trade. I don't understand the I just don't fucking understand your process over results thing though. If part of the process is fucking getting a shitty player and you could have had a good player. You don't know that Jackson A's is going to be a shitty player, and you, though. Yeah, and you don't know that Darius Garland's going to be a good player. Darius Garland played four fucking games in college, dude. You could have taken Culver also, but I just don't understand the whole, like, why is it, like, just because the process is good doesn't make it good. Because it's something that's more repeatable. Like, if you do that every single time, then you're going to end up better than the team that just drafted four. Yeah, but if you if you draft an all star over a player that's a bust, then you're going to be better. But also, I don't. I don't you're just think projecting. Number, you can't just lock pick four in as an all star, dude. Like the odds that pick four is going to be significantly better than eight seventeen. The cap space and thirty five combined is not that high. Hmm. Like, do you not see that? I don't think you can. I still don't like the trade. I don't understand why. Like you can't, you can't just attach and like just say four and eight are just like numbers. You just say who are you taking at four? Who are you taking at eight? Okay, so you like I really like Garland a lot better. There are players I really, there are players I really like at four, and I don't like the player that took at eight at all. All right, all right. So if we're talking about their specific picks, I don't really like the pick at eight that much. For Jackson Hayes, there's other guys I would have liked, but I mean they obviously rated Jackson Hayes differently than than we did. And if that's, I mean, like DeAndre Hunter was the pick at number four, and I don't like that pick at four at all either. 
So, like, if you want, like, I don't think DeAndre Hunter to Jackson Hayes is, like, that much of a step down, personally. If you want to look at it that way. I still like Hunter a lot better, but I just still, I still think that you need a, like, if you have a chance to get another star there, and I think Culver and Garland could be stars, then I think that's a, that's a miss by not taking one of those guys. Dude, I don't know if you, I mean, maybe they have a chance I, at star, but I think it's a pretty small chance, to be honest. All right, well, I guess I'm just way higher on Yeah, we'll Garland see. Dude, just think about the last five years. Like, how many guys are picked at four do you think are, like, going to be stars? And how many of them at that time on draft day did you think were better than Culver? Probably most of them. I don't really understand the question. I like, mean, I don't think they would have taken Garland what, anyway. So ba- it's the kind point of, I'm making the point I'm making is that I think like players get way too overhyped on draft day, and that people just will be like, "Oh yeah, this guy's got this upside," and just slot him into that. And then, like mm-hmm. the what, the likelihood that that ends up happening is pretty small. Like, think about who pick number four was last year, and how you thought about them on draft day versus how you think about them now. And do the same thing for 2016 and 2015 and 2014 and so on and so forth. And I think you'll end up seeing that I've your people in general overvalue those guys. Yeah, I guess that's true. But basically, what I'm saying is, I think you overvalue these draft guys. Like the same, similar to the conversation we had with RJ Barrett. Like the likelihood that yeah, Darius possible, but... that Darius Garland and Jarrett Culver end up being like guys that you you really really end up regretting that you didn't draft, I think is decently low. Hmm. And if you'd All rather right, well, have I'm higher on those two prospects, yeah, you just love big prospects. All right, we're not going to get anywhere in this conversation. <laughs> Um. All right. So let's go into the Lakers. Wrap up with the Lakers, then. Yeah. I mean, we talked about a lot of pride. So basically, do we think the Lakers get anybody a uh, a star? Basically, do we want them to? Yes, a thousand percent. I'm saying versus the role player, Kawhi. Spreading the money out. Kawhi, Jimmy Butler, probably for sure. Kawhi for sure. Jimmy Butler. Kawhi for sure. Probably for sure. Yeah. Jimmy Butler, I'd probably put him in the for sure category too. I would too. I'd probably. The D'Angelo Russell thing. All right, go ahead, Aaron. Sorry. I said I'd probably lean Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I think everyone else I'd probably rather have just like spread the money out. Over who else? Over Kyrie? I'm not even considering Kyrie as a a potential. I'd take Kyrie for sure over Jimmy Butler, but that doesn't seem likely at this point. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so Kyrie. But even Jimmy Butler. Kyrie and Kawhi locks. Jimmy Butler I'm on the fence about. And everyone else I'd rather spread it out amongst like a few different guys. I think I, I probably explained this on the last pod, but my fear in spreading it out is I I just have zero I'm terrified of the prospect of Polinka having to have like officially allocate capital yeah. among two, yeah. three, four, five guys. I think the odds of him doing a an A plus job on that are just so much lower than the odds of getting a positive ROI on a max contract from say Jimmy Butler, for example. Yeah, I totally, totally I trust feel Butler that. to be I trust Butler to be a positive investment so much more than Polinka to be good at like Here's six million dollars. Here's four million dollars, and do a good job at that. I think is slim to none. Still, yeah. like I'm so fucking petrified of him doing that in a good way. No, I I, I think that's wrong. I'd love to, I'd like nothing better than like I would like nothing better to be proved wrong on that than go out and overpay somebody. But I just don't think Plink is capable of that until he shows me otherwise. Yeah, I mean that's a really good point. So like for him to like look at th- look at the analytics and like analyze it in a good way, like I think he's gonna sign guys that are Michigan men and that like. So who's the worst the guy that you'd want to do that with? Would you Would you rather have them do D-Lo. that with Kemba or? I'd probably D'Lo than ra- Kemba, just because. I'd rather have, I'd rather have D'Lo than Kemba. I'd rather have D'Lo than Kemba just because D'Lo will be cheaper, so they still will have a little bit extra cheaper. Money yeah. And yeah. then could maybe project to be you're not just going into the future with potentially just Anthony Davis. So um, let's try and find and like, the, the it, point of inflection. Like, would you max out Kemba over filling it out with role I players? Would, I probably would. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, I would too. I'd rather do that. Um, let's uh, see here. There's not really I'm, that many. Tobias Harris? No, I no, hell no. Tobias Harris just doesn't do fit with their roster. Yeah, it doesn't fit. I agree. I guess there's not uh, really that many other Matford. Doesn't fit with the roster. No. I agree, but we keep fucking throwing out centers. Another, yeah. another example of why we're fucking bad at this shit. We keep being linked to Vucevic, DeAndre Jordan. See, that's what makes me scared though um, about like them maxing out someone like that. Someone that doesn't fit and is a max. Oh, agreed. Yeah, no, the guy's <laughs> got to either be That's transcendent or a guy like Kawhi, kind of a wing, but also plays a lot of big minutes. But Kawhi's just transcendent enough where it's not going to matter. And yeah. also transcendent. <laughs> I mean, if you have Kawhi, Anthony Davis, and LeBron, like those are the three best players that I've ever been on a single team ever, you know? Like you do that. Yeah. I actually think they'll fit pretty well together. I agree. Um, um, honestly, I think like – what about so Brogdon? Look at it like this. But it's just too much, I think, for what you're going to get out of Brogdon with the injury concerns. Chris Middleton? No. I don't I wouldn't. So. Would you, Connor? You seem to be the most like, – I don't know, dude. I actually don't – I actually don't hate Chris Middleton at age 27. I think that might be like him on a max. Like, although I think we're overpaying him, I actually think there's a better chance that that works out than 
we give Rondo eight, KCP five, like just a bunch of bullshit like that, you know? Yeah. Which I totally think is the puts it. I a thousand percent think that's a really realistic scenario if we don't get a max. But I think you roll the dice on that versus the Middleton thing. Even the, I don't think the Middleton thing works out. So I think if they don't get a max, I don't think. I think if they don't get a max, they'll one hundred percent bring back Reggie Bullock, and his cap hold will only be four million or four point seven million or something like that, regardless of how much they pay him. So they could pay him ten dollars, but only Uh counts as like four point something. So I think that'd be a lock for one of the guys they bring back, which is, which is a great deal. Lock. Um, they'll bring Caruso. Yeah, they'll uh, bring Caruso back. They'll keep Wagner and Bonga in them. So they'll probably have like twenty four ish. Take away four from Reggie Bullock, so they'll have like twenty million to spread out, basically between two and three players. Um, so I'm at 24 already. If the trade, if the timing doesn't work did out, did I favor? say? Did I say 24? I meant 20. Yeah, I think I might have said 24 okay. three players. So 20 f uh, space f o r space. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So they have like 20 million I can, for like three, two or three players, in addition to Kuzma, Bullock, yeah. LeBron, and AD. And then if you could go maybe get like Beverly for 12 and then you have like Beverly's yeah, going I, for 12 though. Yeah. Darren yeah, Collison for nine saying, that, or something like that. Like Darren Collison's been heavily linked no, to nope. that. He's been heavily linked I by smart. Zach Lowe was talking about it today that Darren Collison is 100% a guy the Lakers are going to target for starting point guard if they don't get a max. It sounds good to me, but I'm, I'm really concerned we're just going to bring back Rondo because he played with AD, and LeBron likes that he handles the ball and shit like that. I mean, I, it just I depends on You're talking about that prices that's a possibility. at that point. I mean, if they got Rondo I would, I would on a real cheap contract as the backup point guard, not the worst thing in the world, I don't think. But if you I pay really him, don't want Rondo back. A ton of money. But yeah, like Rick says, like what's Rondo's market gonna be? Well, well, I'm like Darren Collison. Like, is his market gonna be nine million? A lot of teams are gonna strike you, you out. Got paid ten million this year. Yeah, and you don't think that's gonna go up this year? Yeah, it could. And then the Lakers pay him. T- 12 to 14 like i'd be down on for that probably good defender really good shooter doesn't need the ball that much i i agree connor that there's absolutely risk that the lakers bring back rondo and stuff and i would hate that but like they're from what very sourced people who i trust are saying that they are looking at other guys also. Like, I don't think we can just lock in Rondo. Yeah. All right, that's fair. So what do you guys – who do you think we're getting? I guess let's make our – let's go predictions and – I bet you D'Angelo Russell. (laughs) That's honestly what I think is going to happen. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I'm so fucking I'm so fucking down to bring Russell back, dude. Just for like 
the fact that I always liked him a lot and like the poetic, I'm not sorry. I'm using the word, right. The, I think the poetic justice of bring of like trading him away to get cap space and then spending that very cap space on him, like two years later. And like Lonzo's out now. Like I'm such a big D'Angelo fan over. He might be of all the players we drafted in that era. He's probably my favorite. Really? Him or Ingram? Uh, I'd put Ingram and Lonzo. I'd, Lonzo probably. Lonzo's probably my favorite. D'Angelo's just such a freaking uh, no, idiot, dude. <laughs> I think no, dude. I think, I'm I'm much preferring to Lonzo actually, not from a play like the player, but like personality wise. Okay, if you're talking about personality, it's a different. Alonzo doesn't really do it. I'm talking about his. He's got the baggage of a dad. Dude, D'Angelo, like honestly, the the filming one of your boys talking about cheating on his wife and then posting that on social media is like a fucking pretty dumb and like shitty kind of a bro move. Like, just think about that in your yeah, personal shitty, life, but- like. I would, like, we would fucking hate a guy who did something like that to one of our boys. <laughs> We'd be like, fuck that yeah, guy. That guy's a piece true, of shit, you know? Like, I think he outgrew it, and Nick Young's out of here. Magic's out of here. Dude, but it's just indicative of, like, other, like, uh, other issues with his personality, that the guy's just a retard. Maybe he grew out of that, but I don't know. I think I think Lonzo's a retard too, kind of dude. <laughs> what has Lonzo done that makes you say that? I don't know, dude. I just don't feel like he folk like he loves basketball, but like he's got too much other bullshit going on, dude. I got ball in the family. I, I'm a, I'm dropping fucking mixtapes. I got my dad, obviously. I get that. Dad's on his fault, but <laughs> dude, what about like? Look- LeBron and Damian Lillard, both of them drop mixtapes and have TV shows and shit. Yeah, they're allowed to do that because they've fucking done something in the league. I guess. Lonzo Lillard hasn't done shit, dude. He averaged less than 10 points a game and has played less than 100 games. And he can't fucking shoot a goddamn free throw. I can probably get the shit off my chest and he's gone. <laughs> Why the fuck is he shooting 47% from the fucking line? He doesn't so when he doesn't draw for like that many fouls when he does, he can't fucking convert free throws. He can't shoot. Yes, he's a great defender and a great passer, but like if you're a point guard, there's so many good point guards in the league now. I think you either need you need to be able to shoot or you need to like draw fouls and Is there and that many great throws. point guards in the league? We're talking about paying Darren Collison twelve to fourteen <laughs> million. You guys were. I didn't I never said pay Collison fourteen mil. But that could be his market. I think there's a lot of good point guards in the league right now, for sure. Who, uh, who <laughs> below Darren Collison are you like willing to go after? Yeah, hmm. say they don't get D'Angelo Russell. Who do you want to be their starting point guard? If you're if you're priced out of Darren Collison, Pat Beverly, and Patrick Beverly, I need to see a list of. Point guards. <laughs> All your great point yeah, guards. Thomas Sadoransky. <laughs> Give me a second. Um, Brogdon. Was I guess he's more above them. Are you? Yeah, you're not. Pri- you're not priced out of Brogdon. 
I would pay. I'd, I'd, I'd probably take Derrick Rose. At what? At what money? You want to talk know. about What's retards? <laughs> Derrick Rose is the gold <laughs> standard <laughs> of retards. <laughs> Derrick Rose is a fucking retard, but maybe like Corey Joseph. Beth Connor's not giving up on him. Oh, I like Corey Joseph. He's probably going to get comparable to Darren Collison. I would, I would guess their their money's probably going to be decently oh. comparable. Collison will probably get a little bit more. I'd rather pay Collison a little bit more than Corey Joseph. Me too. Me too. How about Mudae coming off a career? Oh, God, fuck no. <laughs> no, dude. Hell no. Connor's reaching a Mudae with point all the point guard town in the league. What? Career <laughs> career year point of multiple advanced metrics. Yeah, Connor's deep deep point guard position. He's trying to get Emmanuel Mudae to start for a title contender. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, remember when we were talking about how we could do a better job at Rob Polinka? I rescind that comment for you. Fuck you. <laughs> you are bringing Emmanuel Moutier as the starting point guard over Darren Collison? Yeah, I guess I'd rather have Collison. Alfred Payton? Hell no, man. He's a terrible fit with this team. You need shooters, dude. I'm just going through his fucking list. Rubio, but I think he's priced out too. You're not giving me much room to work with, bro. We're giving you the options. <laughs> We're giving you your deepest position in the league, dude. I'm just saying, in general, it's a deep position. <laughs> dude, we're, we're working within our constraints, and I think Darren Collison at like $12 million is like a good signing. Especially when we're comparing it. What does Seth Curry get? Well, Seth Curry might be a better Yeah, Seth Curry could be a good I'd rather Seth Curry. All right. How about Tyus Jones? I'd rather have Darren Collison. For sure. Yeah, so would I. You just like sexy young prospects, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Tyus Jones is not sexy. Sexier than Darren Collison. Fine, you just love young is prospects. He? All right, I think Seth Curry is a good one. Yeah, Seth Curry would be good. Well, I have no idea how much he's gonna make. Yeah, I because like the advanced analytics show he's like one of the best shooters really in the good. league, and yeah, that's he's a really shit defender. Yeah, I, honestly, I'd rather I, like Darren Collison's a better starting point guard, but I think Seth Curry's a very valuable player, if that makes sense. Like Darren Collison's a very good Go ahead. Like Darren Collison's a very good shooter, but could also like run an offense for second units if it's like him and Anthony Davis and LeBron's on the bench. Like I don't know if Seth Curry is gonna be like a guy who can initiate an offense with Anthony Davis on the court as well as Darren Collison could. And the Lakers are really going to need defending. And Darren Collison's a good, really good defender. And Seth Curry's a negative defender. Perimeter defending is... Shooting's probably the biggest need, but perimeter defending, like... what? How are you going to... Like, you need someone to do that. Yeah. I'm just worried that if they sign all shooting... 
They're just going to get toasted on LeBron's not going to try it in the regular season. I mean, Magic, maybe Reggie Bullock. KCP, I could see them bringing back KCP. I'm curious what his market will be. Yeah, Vet men, we gave him enough. He, like honestly, we didn't give him enough. Like, like honestly, what did it cost everything? If if they get like Darren Collison for twelve, Reggie Bullock on the books at four something, and like KCP at like eight. Like, I don't think that's that bad of an outcome. Oh, God. Like, like those I don't are, love that. Like, those are guys who can contribute to a contender, I think. Uh, I just don't want to watch I KCP. Don't I don't, yeah, I don't disagree, but I just don't want to watch KCP anymore. I mean, like, maybe like a guy like <laughs> Jeremy Lamb or Garrett Temple. But it's like, I mean, we're... Rodney Hood, maybe? Who knows? Are we pricing out like a Danny Green? Probably. Uh, uh, he'll probably get like 12 or something like that also. But like, I don't need Danny Green and Reggie Bullock. <laughs> mm. Speaking of guys that could end up on the Lakers, uh, Jordan Clarkson signed with Clutch today. <laughs> I saw, I saw that. that too. Just back. I can see them bringing Bring in like Nerland. I'm hoping they get like Nerland's Knoll as a center because oh. they keep talking about freaking super. signing centers. <laughs> we know you're and, like, super, super high high on, on Nerland's Knoll, Connor. If you were Wait, drafted, why do we know that? Have I mentioned because that? Because he was drafted fucking high. That's why drafted high from Kentucky. Free. Oh, I'm so. Fun. I, I think Nerlens will be our ideal center actually next year. Anthony Davis is our ideal center next year. Bench Davis. Well, fine. I'm, I mean, like the guy, our, the center we sign is what I, I should say. Yeah, I agree. That be yeah, because they should only sign someone to a minimum at center. I don't disagree with it, but Connor's opinion is void on. That. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Bryant. Uh, I mean, that's like a Robin move. Lopez. We don't need to look at centers because, like, they're gonna. Well, they should be a minimum. They're guards. That's what they need to get. What and about I, a, McGee on a minimum? Sure, that's fine. There's just no, I, I have no idea what kind of money people are gonna get paid. Because I like, think it's. Gonna be more than people think. Well, I, I guess agree not. That, yeah, I agree. Not right. that, well, I feel like everyone's saying that, so maybe God, not. Signing but, signing Rondo for like fourteen or twelve million would just be a fucking nightmare. Uh, they won't <laughs> do that. I I believe in Clink enough. Don't be so sure. <laughs> I'd. Uh, God, I would just rather have Darren Collison over him so much. Or Patrick Beverly. I think Beverly's probably going to be too expensive, though. How much do you think Beverly's going to get? 15, maybe? 12? 12 to 15, 15, probably, if I had to guess. 12, I thought we we could make a run on him, but we don't get anybody else? No, they would be able to get somebody else. They would still have, like, another 8 million. 
in addition well, not, to I don't think he's going. Yeah, well, I, I think 12 is too low. Yeah, that's the lower limit. A guy like Pat Beverly, I think, is going to get 14. Think of those teams Maybe. that can throw him like short term contracts with like a lot of money. Like Phoenix. Four for 66. But you don't. <laughs> you want to throw Pat Beverly four for 66, <laughs> Connor? <laughs> I don't necessarily want you. I just threw a number. <laughs> uh, I don't know where that came from. He's 30 six years old and only 61. Connor, De- I'm losing it, dude. I'd rather sign Corey Joseph for, to a fucking minimum. Dude, but that's not realistic, Connor. You can't just throw out all this bullshit that you'd rather have that's never going to happen. Fine, well, fine, well, fine, 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 fine. What would Corey Joseph get? I don't fucking know. He got paid 7.47 last year, so probably a little bit more than that. I was going to say like 8 to 10. Yeah. But I'd rather have Collison at like 12. Oh, yeah, for sure. Maybe even like 14. Like I'd rather pay. I'd rather overpay for the guard. But we can't go. There's like I'd rather overpay for the guard and get that perimeter defender shooter type guy. But there's a the yeah. point where we can't go over where you've got to fill out the rest of your roster. Yeah. They can't really there's go like much. A, 12 to 14 is kind of like the upper limit. Otherwise, yeah, there's a middle guys there's a scrap pile. Goldilocks place right in there. <laughs> Goldilocks. That's a Rick phrase if I ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like that's an economic phrase, hey. dude. That, no, I, I agree. That's where I can totally see Rick saying. I said it. All right. Um. Ah, fuck. I don't know, dude. I'm pretty worried. I hope it's D'Angelo. I guess <laughs> you've made that abundantly clear. Don't have to, like, <laughs> you don't have to hedge with the <laughs> I guess, Connor. I don't necessarily. <laughs> I mean, I just don't think we're. I I really wish we were, but I don't think we're getting Kawhi, Jimmy, Kyrie, Kemba, KD, or Clay. I think we have a better chance at Kawhi than people are saying. I agree with that. I think the media is giving us zero percent chance. Yeah, I agree, but I still don't think it's above. It's a likely chance. Put Kawhi yeah. in a room with with uh, LeBron and AD. Legacy. Yeah. I'm down. I mean, fuck, if he wants to play for us. <laughs> Should we wrap this up for an hour? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one is still listening to this, I bet. <laughs> this has just been us going back and forth about he's going to this team. No, he's going to this team. <laughs> I think the number one critique of this podcast is going too deep into NBA. I think we've <laughs> proved that. We've been arguing about podcast. how much money Corey Joseph's going to get paid. <laughs> hey, we'll be better. We'll be better. Uh, at least we're doing this for the Lakers and we're not doing this for like fucking... 
Orlando. <laughs> All right, should we just wrap this up now? Do we want to do cucks of the week? Make Let's do cuck of the week. Quick cuck. <laughs> All right, you take this one, Rick. Which one am I supposed to? Um, I don't know. Was it? You guys so, had one. Mine, mine was yeah, shitty. Go, he, mine was Beto. Uh, or, what was the other one? Beto or Cory Booker speaking Spanish. Damn, what was it? <laughs> the other one? It was equally uh, shitty. Uh, go. What? Oh, I got it. I got it. Go, go ahead, Connor. All right, so Democratic debate was today. Debate one. Fucking the Dems, this cl- the clown car Dems have fucking 20 candidates. So if 10 went tonight, 10 go tomorrow. Night one, you had a bunch of people just start pandering, speaking Spanish to all the fucking dreamers. So you got uh, Beto and Cory Booker answering questions, opening in Spanish. Very, very just uh, try pandering to the media. Try hard. Try hard. Tryhards trying to look good for the dreamers and the DACAs. So I, I was very, I wasn't a fan of it. Kind of a little cucky behavior, if you ask me. This is America. We speak American. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. I'm fucking going your guy in Mexico and speak English. All right. And then. Our other one, I believe, was uh, Enos Cantor, correct? Oh, yeah, that's right. All right, right. Enos Cantor went on Cowherd today. Basically, just said that uh, Zion is just Julius Rando with better hops, which I'll admit, before he went to college, was kind of my thinking on what Zion was. I thought he was way overhyped, but I've seen the light. And I feel like you can't watch what Zion did at Duke and say that. It just sounds like such a ridiculous take now. Any- I agree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> any, any other statements on that? Uh, <laughs> no, not really. Yeah, it's a, ba- a terrible take. Terrible take. Um. Yeah. So, who do we want to give this to? No one's listening anyway. So. Uh, I'll vote for <laughs> I'll vote for Beto and Corey Brooker, Booker. We've already given. Have we already given one to Corey Booker? <laughs> I think. No, I think we just, just clown him. I don't think we gave him cook of the week. I feel like Corey Booker is just like the corniest guy ever. If Cory Booker's our number one, okay. Now that we gave it, we clowned him, but I think we gave it to Jesse Smollett that week. Yeah, yeah. He's just saying. Uh, yeah, I, I, like, saying, I did the control five too. Could Cory Booker really be the first guy to win Cuck of the Week tw- two How times? Did Russell Wilson <laughs> Cuck of the Week twice. <laughs> I mean, if there's someone that's gonna win it, it's him. I think we should rename it Ru- <laughs> Russell Wilson. Honorary cuck of the Steph week. Steph might have gotten it twice also. <laughs> Wilson, are the Wilson Shiggy? Who, who, what's Shiggy? <laughs> Was it supposed to be Shaggy maybe? 
Shiggy. What, what was the context? It, he won- it just said Russell, the winner of week four, episode 14 was Russell Wilson slash Shiggy. Was it the, the dance thing with Sierra? The Kiki, do you love me? I'm pretty sure was that, that was it. Yeah, I could. That might have been it. Then he was also nominated on 417, where he went against Samsung and Lyft. <laughs> I have no idea what he did. That was your that was your guys' fun. <laughs> because you guys did the ad read. No, that's right. That's pretty recent. I'm sure we gave it to Wilson that time, man. No, that was when he was. That was when he like recorded that video after getting that big contract. So I don't think we could give it to him. You know, we just threw it out there. I think that I wanted. Did to. we give it to Lyft? I think we gave it yeah. to Lyft. Their stock sucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so no one won it twice I yet. Think, are we All sure right, Steph has it? Are we sure book. Steph has it? Pretty sure. Dude, there was for sure a time where it was either Russell Wilson or Steph where we didn't intend to nominate them, and then we just clowned on them for like 10 minutes and gave it to them. No, yeah. It's- Russ, all right, so Steph won yeah, an early Steph. one. Steph won episode six, and then he lost to T.O. Canton. <laughs> Those are the only two times I have him marked. Mean stock market. <laughs> Stephen A's obsession with ass. <laughs> All right. Talking about car- <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just this? end this one. All right. <laughs> so we're giving it to the uh, Democratic right. nominee speaking Spanish. <laughs> All right. If you're still listening, America. We appreciate it. All right. Hope you learned something.